Welcome to Inside Swindonet Support with top guests and top tips. Hi there, welcome to another episode of Insights live from BET 2024 on the Net Support stand. I am absolutely thrilled to have my good <laughs> friend Bookie Youssef with me today on the stand. Bookie and I go way back. Oh, we do. Actually, yeah. Way, way, way back. And you know, I've got a lot of time for people who work in education, but there are some people who go the extra mile. And she was saying how you know I diminish what I do and things that I share, but you know what? This this lady here, boy, she is. She's got so many fingers in pies. Yeah, she'd be she'd be licking her fingers for days. Honestly, you need you need a few extra hands, Bookie. Um, but um, you know, a, a science teacher by profession. Um, but again, you know, from from women ed to the work she does advocating for positive use of technology to shows like she used to do with me on yes. UK Edu Stories. Um, she is a, a a class act, and she works in one of the most difficult places in education in a, a setting with children who have. I mean, we could talk about additional learning needs, but. You, there's some quite difficult issues that you, you have to yes. uh, sort of, uh, deal with in, inside uh, her setting. So in this Insights episode, of all the things that Bookie could be sharing about, uh, she's going to be sharing some insights into those things. But um, I mean, Bookie, why did you become a teacher? Ooh, $24 question. Yeah, I, I became a teacher because for two reasons. One to give back to the community, which sounds very, uh, I don't know, it sounds very like global, but genuinely, you know, I had a, I had great learning experiences um, in education and I, I don't want to give back, but secondly, because I absolutely love it. Um, I fell into it in a way by accident, uh, teaching my student, my sister, student, my sister GCC Sciences. I love the sciences, she hates it. She yeah. loves things, you know, what it, you know, sociology, I didn't like it. So when she said to me, oh, I'm predicted to get a G, in, in, I was like, you, you're kidding me. I said, no way. So three weeks of revision, I just talked to some scripts and sits, and she went from a G to an F in science in three weeks. But I love the idea of supporting and breaking the learning down to make it meaningful. And I think that then went on to voluntary work, and I just got the bug. I thought, I could do this for a long time. That's basically how it started. And what a journey it's been. Yeah. You know, it's been lovely seeing you flourish. Thank you. Uh, and uh, it's been a real pleasure working with Bookie over the years on, again, so many, so many different projects. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me about the setting in which you work now, Bookie. Yeah, so... Um, Edith K, right? Yes, it's Edith K Independent School. Independent, not in a traditional sense, but independent of local authority. Um, so it's a unique setup. The students are aged 14 to 19. Um, we only have about 20 students in the school and you might be thinking, what kind of a school is that? It's a very unique setup because every single child will be described as having additional learning needs um, and that basically means they've got complex learning needs. So it's a range of different things. So for example, we, we tend to think of students having, say like one particular thing, say like autism or dyslexia. What, what I found is actually there's a, there are a number of combinations of things that young people have that can be classified as complex learning, but it prevents them from showing their brilliance. Um, and what connects all of the young people in my setting is the fact that they have been absent from mainstream settings, and it varies. Some for a little six months, 
I mean, the longest was about two years out of the mainstream setting. Right. So um, you really have to really work hard at building like a, a school community so that they feel valued yeah. and nurtured. And we tap into their unique skills. Whatever their passions and interests are, mm-hmm. we use that as a vehicle to actually tap into learning. Because honestly, Mark, I've been teaching for over 20 years. When I first started at EDK, I met some of the brightest young people I'd ever met. But what got in the way of their potential were all these different things. Sometimes underpinned by mental health as well, for mental health. But once we, we work hard as a school unit to um, teach the young people on a one-to-one basis, if, it's, if it, they feel anxious learning with others, we provide for that. But when we work really hard to, you know, like to minimise the, um, the uh, what's the word, to minimise the issues, I guess, that are created by their learning needs, difficulties, should I say, they go on to do really great things. So some, you know, they've gone on to do like really well in their GCCs, A-levels, onto university. That's because we have a setting that works best for their needs. So while I recognise and I value what mainstream Oxford settings, school settings offer, I also realise that not everybody will actually strive in that. And I think that there's a place for special schools and alternative provision. And yeah. alternative provision is described as where um, young people struggle to engage with mainstream settings and they opt out. So many of the school refusers, for example, who have ability, may end up in alternative provisions. Great, thank you so much for Keith. <laughs> There's so much to un- unpick there. Yeah. Um, for me, it's about, und- and it's the same in any setting actually, about sort of understanding the individual. But even, I think it's even more so important when you've got children with these complex uh, needs. Every child does have complex needs and, and we do need to make sure we but we sort of unpick that to make sure they have the best journey yeah, through yeah. and what have you. But I wanted to give you these insights and, and obviously being mindful that every child is different, yes. that every child matters. Yes. But one of the things that you all do in your role is think about the accommodations, the things that you can, and not them, but they stay, but things that enable them to access learning. I spent a lot of time talking about universal design for learning, for mm-hmm. example, and accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's about how technology can support and help that. And that's I know true. Bookie's like me, she's a massive champion for technology. She <laughs> yes. loves her technology. Sometimes that's not the right choice, it's not the right option. So, that's so true. I was wondering if you could sort of highlight a few examples of accommodations, technology or other, okay. um, that have been useful and helpful. Because it's, and this, this is it's not his quote, but he always shares it, but um, you know, accessibility and these sort of things, you know, whilst they're essential for some, they're often yeah. useful for all. Yes, absolutely. So, on that front, absolutely. Go. Yeah, I, I mean, there are so many different ways. So, the key thing really is I mean, the Educational Healthcare Plan outlines the best way that young people learn. So, let's start with that. But the key thing really is to um, break the learning units down. You have to remember you've got young people who've been out of education, they don't have gaps in their knowledge. But it doesn't mean to say that they can't still progress. So, for example, having concrete things. I remember teaching, you know, like GCC students about ionic bonding and what happens when elements gain and lose electrons. Now, conceptually, for many young people, even adults, it's like, what on earth are you talking about? So we might use, like, beads, for example, manipulative, to show the number of electrons, the number of protons in an atom, and that the fact that the protons don't move, but the electrons do. So that physical representation is really good. So it shows that there's, you know, it allows them to have concrete aspects connected to their learning, which they can remember. I'll um, stop you there for a second as yes. well, but that's good teaching and learning then. Yeah. If you think about the science of learning, concrete examples 
are a cornerstone of every good teacher's practice anyway, right? Yes, exactly. The, so this is actually something which links not just in your sorts of, but, but for every classroom. Absolutely, I think that's important, right? yeah, no, and, that, and that's it. What underpins all of this is high quality teaching and learning um, and having high expectations. So I remember, you know, like with one particular, you know, like we had students, for example, to, uh, you, you know, in terms of their progression, it may be years behind their chronological age. Mm. You know, and I'm thinking, you know, you might therefore use, say, like, uh, strategies that maybe early years teachers would use or primary teachers would use. And I'm like thinking, how would it work? But what we found is, again, the, the, the physical representation, like, um, you know, like card sorts, but not in a derogatory sense, where it's not really easy to just, you know, like, mindlessly just choose some options, where they have to think about the choices. And if it's difficult for them to write it, they can just verbalise it. And we can actually, I can then write that down or have another teacher write it down. So I'll talk about tech, my favourite ways of using it. In the simplest way is a lot of young people, irrespective of whether they're, you know, classified as being neurodivergent or not, they can tell you what they're thinking and their ideas, but they struggle to put that down in writing. And so creating a learning environment where any way in which you can operate in writing, um, using tech, for example, getting the students um, to transcribe, using voice uh, dictation tool in Google Docs to transcribe their learning. They looked at me as though to say, are you sure this is all acceptable? I said, yes, because you have the ideas, it's capturing your ideas, and I can give you feedback in writing as well as boring on those ideas as well. But I think what I, I, we are lucky in that setting is the fact that we can explore and choose different ways so long as it helps that young person to progress. So that's really great. I mean, that's what I benefit from. We have more flexibility in that regard. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Cookie. <laughs> uh, I've had a note that we've only got like sort of three minutes oh, left. Oh, right, okay. So we're going to start wrapping things up now. But um, okay. you and I are both fans. There's no silver bullet in education. Absolutely. Right? So marginal gains are absolutely key. So give me uh, one or two or three, if you can be, tell how quick it can be. Yeah. Micro, like so moat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great tool, audio feedback. Check it out. Chrome extension. Brilliant. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Give me a few little marginal gains that help with teaching and learning. I'm trying to think. No, I'm just like, oh. People shortcuts, you might know. Oh my goodness, short. the shortcuts. Listen, you mentioned my thing now, shortcuts. Shortcuts, you know, like control, control K. It, it bugs me that teachers spend, you know, like click, 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 control K. If you want to hyperlink uh, links to um, Word documents, PowerPoints, slides, sheets, control K is a very powerful tool. In fact, I'm demonstrating that later on where you can use it. And so you click video links. So if you've got, say, for example, you've got a PowerPoint, Control K, a nice way to actually have the video link in. You click into it, your video can actually open up. There's so many different ways. So yeah, um, shortcuts are your friend. Well, I think one tip I would say, it's not a, a silver bullet. It takes time to sometimes learn these techniques in tech, with tech, in tech. But the time that you put in, you gain so much later on. So I would say it's front-loaded. Invest the time to learn these different things to save time learning that can not only just make you more productive, but also aid your teaching as well. Thank you so much, Bookie. Look, <laughs> it is, it's time to wrap things up. If you want to follow Bookie, you can do on social media. Uh, just look for Bookie Yousef, B-U-K-K-Y-Y-U-S-U-F. On X, she is Rondell10 underscore B. I do say you need to change that. <laughs> R-O-N-D-E-L-L-E -L -L -E and 10 It makes it difficult for my students B. to find me. <laughs> it does, it does. Yeah. Um, 
failing that, uh, give us a shout at NetSupport or myself, ICT Evangelist, I'd be very happy to point you in Booker's direction. She is uh, an absolute uh, legend and uh, I'm very proud thank to call you. her a friend as well. Yeah, thank you, Booker, for joining us. Thank and thank you, so you for watching <laughs> this episode of Insights Live on the NetSupport stand from BET 2024. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Cheers. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.